Upload date Tuesday, December the 12th. It is Monday, December 11th, 8.33 a.m. Eastern in the Brightmore Healthcare Studios. Here we go in three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about already. With family and friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, headlines in the news, uh, trends and music, plus endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack and Donna, my second act. And Donna, good morning to you. Good morning. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, so we got our tree up. Been talking about the tree, talking about the tree. Mm-hmm. Will got the tree up. I think you put one branch in. But Will got the tree up. He's just, you know, it's so awesome to have older kids because when they're little, they're excited to do the tree, but they don't want to help as much do the tree. But Will went down and got all the bins of ornaments. He helped me put all the bins back. Um, and he they enjoyed putting ornaments on the tree. It was awesome. And I think you're like with your tree, you're like, oh, I don't want to put the tree up. I don't want to put the tree up. Like you kind of, some people really love putting it up, but some people are like, ah. Oh. You know, it's going to, this is, hopefully it's going to go well, but it's so pretty. And like last night with the lights off and I walked down, I'm like, and then you want to keep it up forever. Like you don't want to put it up, but then when you have it up, you don't want to ever take it down. So it was great and it's up and I'm happy. And you know, you were a little poo-pooing on my little, because I did an artificial tree that I got on Black Friday and this was an expensive tree, but it was marked down significantly right. for Black Here, Friday. Here's the thing about the tree. It, it came in a box and nothing wrong with that at all. And it is, it wound up, it's gorgeous. It absolutely is a gorgeous tree. My concern was in the beginning, it hadn't been fluffed and dusted. So it, yeah. it, when you pull it out of the box, it had been in that position. It had been shipped in that position. How many times? Who knows? It had been resting in a warehouse in that position. So each of the limbs, when you, when you pull them all out, it looked like there were some pretty large um, bald spots, if you will. Yeah, bare spaces. Bare spaces. And, and so I said to you, listen, uh, at least now you get to choose your bare space because you got to, you, you don't massage, you, you don't molest the branches. You massage them. You don't molest them. You don't get aggressive with them. You just massage them just a little bit. And, and you were like, come help. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit. I'll, I'll pass. But here's why. Here's why. Because you are the decider of whether or not you're happy with the tree and the limbs and where they fall, especially a brand new artificial tree that needed to fall pretty, you know, a lot of it. And it did. But, uh, I just, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to interfere with that, that process. Uh, is that what it was? Uh, yes, it was a process. Yes. Um, well, all you have to do is pull, pull the branches down. It wasn't, it wasn't, well, you could not no, have them fluffed you, and dusted. You can, you can place them anywhere you'd like. Well. Yeah. Again, okay. you don't, you don't molest it, you massage it. Well, I'm just glad it's up. Christmas is coming. If you have not gotten your Christmas shopping done, you have a very limited window. I'm like, and hyperdrive over here, trying to get all these presents done. Well, let me know what I can do. Kiddos and wrapped and. Well, you know, I asked Will last night. I was like, "Do you want this?" Because I've got a couple of things that I know for him. The girls are easy, and um, he's like, "I don't know if I really need that." I was going to get him a Roomba, um, for his new place. I heard that pitch because I thought he could turn it on and then you know leave and let it clean and everything, and um, he wasn't too big on that. I'm not a fan of him either. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they do a good job. Well, I just think it's easier than hauling a 
vacuum cleaner up and down stairs from one level to the next. True, you, know, you, you can a, find you, one level that you can just have a Roomba situation. If you have that. a shark, like you, you have about nine sharks, uh, shark vacuums go to die at Donna's house. Yeah. Uh, one time there were like a half dozen of them just queued up like jets at Hartsfield on the fifth runway. Uh, if you have a, if you don't have a shark and you have like a, uh, I have a, um, oh, it's a brand, uh, the brand, I don't even know, but it's like a, it's a cordless and it's pretty light. I can carry it up and down the stairs and it does a great job. The rib ribol, ribol, robilly, ribilly, something. I don't know. It's a yellow. Don't get it confused with DeWalt, uh, but it's yellow like DeWalt. Uh, this this line and I, I love that it. sounds pricey. Uh, well, it wasn't Donna. Actually, Google it. Put a Google on that. It was it was not pricey at all. Probably half the price of of a shark times six for you. So, yeah, I gotta have like industrial ones because of all these cats and dogs and people. So we went uh, this weekend. We had a busy weekend. You had your um, shop with the policeman event. Well, no, you can't call it that. It's not shop with the cop. No, I said shop with the policeman. I know. Well, they, they call it here in Fayetteville. The Fayetteville PD call it Christmas with Cops. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. Well, the Shop with the Cop program is something that uh, is a national initiative with Walmart and, and law enforcement agencies around America uh, partner with Walmart. And it's basically is it's kids that's uh, – I hate the word needy and I hate the word uh, – there's just I, – I think we got to be careful with this. That's what I told Fayetteville PD when we started working together on this. I said, you know – Let's just say it's for for kids and families that that need a little, need a little push on Christmas morning, and don't haven't we all needed a push in our lives before? Yeah, or something like that. They're not uh, they're not needy necessarily, but it's where uh, kids. It was five hundred dollars a kid, mm. five hundred dollars worth of toys for each kid. About twenty six officers uh, officers with the Fable PD. About twenty six officers with the Fable PD were there, um, and uh, Chief Scott Gray and 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 the men and women of uh, the Fable PD, and about twenty two kids. So do the math there. And that's just for one department. Um, so I'm producing a movie throughout the weekend of the event to give to the Fable PD. And uh, I get the movie done. It takes it takes a while. Okay, it's a lot of video and a lot of p- pictures to sift through. Working on the graphics, get the graphics, and they don't work, and they're not fitting, and I'm just getting very, very frustrated. I do the graphics again. I'm about done, Donna. I'm about done. Okay, maybe 20 minutes until I'm totally done. Eight-hour project, I bet, minimum. And I get a text from uh, one of my friends, an officer at Fable PD. He said, listen. Forgot to tell you, we can't say shop with a cop. Some sort of trademark something. We call it Christmas with cops. So I had to go back in and do all the graphics again. Um, yeah. And added about another two hours to the process. But uh, hey, listen, we, we don't call it as a trademark something. Yeah, it's trademark. Shop with a cop is trademarked, I'm sure. Um, but it was a great day um, uh, and just kind of got you in the Christmas spirit for just a little bit. Our mascot, Bubba the Bear, was there. The video's great if you want to check it out on the Bear 925 Facebook page. Um, and, and here's a funny story, crazy story. Last year at this event, I wasn't involved last year. Uh, last year at this event, remember there's 25, we'll call it cops, on the premises. When you when you roll up, when you pull up, Donna, as the kids say, it looks like there's been a, some sort of massive disaster because uh, there, there's 20 police cars. Blue lights going, there's there's fire trucks, red lights going. There's no way that you could pull up to a Walmart with a Shop of the Cop event going on, or call it what you want, but a Shop of the Cop event going on and not know that there's a pre- very heavy presence of law enforcement at this particular Walmart that you're getting ready to step into. There's no way you could, you could not see it going in. Well, last year, one man decided to do the unthinkable during the Fable PD Shop of the Cop event. He decided to go shop lifting himself. Mm. Can you imagine? No, you, I just can't imagine why you think that that's going to work. 
with all the policemen on site. Where's your head at? So the loss prevention guy, Ryan, last year looks at the guy and he says, uh, you really want to do this? You really want to do this? Have you, have you seen all the policemen here? Uh, but they arrested him, hauled him to jail. During the event, mm. during the event, there's a life lesson, kids. Don't, don't steal when there's 26 police officers and 20 cruisers in the parking lot. Find another place to go. Do your, your thug work, your thuggery, Don, as you call it. Yeah, that is thuggery. And I, I just, how about like not doing it? It doesn't that, matter if there's police there or sure. whatever. Let's just don't do it. So I had that for my Saturday morning. And then Saturday evening, we went to uh, ride on a float in the Noonan Christmas Parade. Noonan, Georgia, about uh, 25 miles southwest of Hartsfield in downtown Atlanta. Alan Jackson's hometown, uh, for starters. And um, I thought we were going to be the Grand Marshals. I apologize about that. You got all dressed up and got so excited about the event. And it uh, turns yeah, out we weren't Grand Marshals. Prepared. I don't know how I got that. You know, I don't know who told me that we were, but I swear somebody told me that. Or I just assumed, mm-hmm. I just assumed, Donna, if we're going, we're getting rewarded for it, you know? Yeah. That's why we do things in radio. And, well, uh, I don't. I'm kidding. Kind of, sort of, somewhat. Um, <sighs> it was a big time, but we about didn't make it. You want to share the story? Yeah. I mean, I came down to your place and came in and you're like, oh, I want to show you my animatronic reindeer. Life-size deer. Reindeer. I have in the living room. It's big. It's big. Well, it's life size. Um, but it's cute. And so it's got lights all over it. And so you go to plug it in. Because he sings songs. And you stand up. And I mean, I will tell you, it was a thud. I heard it. And you clocked your head on the mantle and start bleeding. I mean, blood everywhere, gushing out of the top okay, of my not, head. Again, not gushing, trickling. Just is trickling. Like, a, like a fire hose. Trickling. It was hardly trickling. It was hardly whatever that word is. Trickling, Don. It was a steady flow. <laughs> You're so dramatic, too, because you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I can feel the blood coming down my head. I'm you like, could. Okay. You could feel it running down, down your head and onto your face. Calm down. So I got a little rag and got some water, applied some pressure on the top of your head. I thought I did a fantastic job. You did a fantastic job, and I appreciate that. Calming me down a little bit because we were yes, running trying. late. We were running late. Had to get there, you know, to the parade. Yeah. Queued up to hurry, hurry up and wait for an hour and a half. Yeah. In the staging so, area. Then... Um, we get there and it was great. I mean, again, small town America, just so many people, just so happy to see you come through. We were on what could best be described as like a landscape Donna, Donna, trailer. Donna. But it's fine. I mean, but I'm just saying it was difficult. You get mad when I say this. I'm not cutting down the float. I'm saying it was very hard to keep your balance. Tell me about it. It I've was almost it like years. you were surfing. I've done it for three years. It's horrible. Yeah. So you were Randy the Rudolph the reindeer. Randy gets Randy had, during the holidays, a little handsy and Randy. Yeah. And then we had an elf, a rogue elf, Buddy the Elf. Yep. And then we had Bubba the Bear, who is our mascot for our radio station. And thank God it didn't happen until the end. But Bubba the Bear got very overheated um, because it was hot. It was kind of humid Saturday night. Well, Andy's a big guy, too. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, he is. He knows that. And so he all of a sudden is standing and waving at all the kids, and then he just slowly slumps down into the trailer. I see it in, in, in slow motion happening to my right. Well, and all the little kids were like, Bubba the Bear's taking a nap. He's going sleepy. It's like, yeah, he's just taking a sleeper here. So he falls to the his, his entire uh, torso, and the bear are now on his back. On the float during the parade now. This is live during the parade, all happening in real time. 
Yeah. I don't know whether to take the head off. I, I think he's having a heart attack. I really do. I think he's having a heart Bubba the Bear's having a heart attack during the Christmas break. Uh, not the case. Which is God. very scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. But I didn't know. Do you take off his head because he needs air? What do we do in the situation? If you take off his head, the kids are going to scream. Um, and then, so I mean, the police were coming up, walking up. And when, when Andy's like, no, I'm fine. Like, he gives us the sign that he's fine. He just got a little overheated, I guess. But during the exchange and during me trying to save his life. I'm, oh, my gosh. And me trying to help him. Yes. I may have struck Donna in the right yeah, eye. Yeah. In the right eye. Um, yeah. Cut well, my eye. It could have been anybody, right? It wasn't necessarily me. I mean, I'm getting pinned for it, but no, it was because we were both trying to help him at the same time, and I don't know what it was, but because you didn't have your watch on, it wasn't like a key, but it was something. And it's, I mean, I can't even talk about eyeballs without throwing up. It's like teeth for me. But yeah, I have a big bloody, so gross red eyeball. And if you were listening just five minutes ago, and you, you know, I calmed him down, and I put the pressure on his head. There wasn't a lot of help, I'll be honest with you, in my eye, on the float. Donna, I could have given you six stitches in your eye, and it wouldn't, wouldn't have been enough. It would not have Oh, been I don't enough. know about that. Oh, now right. I'd have taken six stitches. No, you, but, but I'm saying my, my, I would still get shit for uh, doing nothing. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, I, can't, I can't win. Okay. Well, that's extreme. I offered to take you to urgent care. I offered to take you to the hospital. Uh, I said, listen, it's a steak in Enzo restaurant at Trillith, or it's a trip to the urgent care. Take your pick. I was hungry. And you went for steak. And I, I'm glad yep. you did. Because it maybe would have turned into one of those deals like it's uh, at the hospital when uh, you needed liquids, if I recall. What was what was going on Fluids, there? yeah. Well, you, I, had, wanted... I was, had the flu. I passed out in our neighbor's yard trying to get the kids to the bus stop, which I did. I got them successfully there. Right. Because you're super, Passed out in the yard. Mom. Passed out in the yard. You just want to see some firemen. And so you Came call back nine, home. Call 911 and they come and... and Actually, you called 911 for me. Okay. And so I go to the hospital and meet you there. I rode in the ambulance. I don't recall. Anyway, we wind up in the in the ER, and they want to pump you full of liquids. And, and one bag of, of saline solution takes about two and a half hours to, to, to totally disperse from the bag into your body via the, the, uh, the, the needle, I guess, or whatever's in your arm. I don't know. IV. And they yeah, thank you that. And they want to come back in, and they, they're like, I think we need to do a second bag. I said, no, 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 no. She, she, I said, she's fine. She's fine. Look at her. You can see water up to her eyes. She's fine. She doesn't need more because that would have been another two and a half hours. And uh, that's just a lot of uh, saline solution, I think. A little too much. You had places to be. Uh, not necessarily that even. It was just uh, we, we talked about all we could talk in an hour and a half. And uh, I, I thought that you looked well. Your, your color had come back. Uh, your vitals were, were, were just on, on fleek. And so, I, you know, I, I made the recommendation as uh, your medical care director. And husband and friend and lover. Uh, the, the, you know, I said, listen, we don't need any more of that. Thank you. Y'all keep that for the next patient. Don't hang on to that one. Let that sink in if you're listening. I know that you're right now just just shaking your head. So the, maybe the same thing would have happened. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't go to urgent care for the eye because the same thing could have happened. They could have just taken too much time, taken too long, you know? Let's get yeah, it. Let's, so let's, I'm going to go today and just make sure everything's okay. I've been well, using these drops that you actually had for pink eye. Right. Does it make him feel good? Um, It does. So it feels like a little sands. I just want to make sure everything's okay. I, I can see everything seems to be fine, but um, yeah. But yeah I had people what? coming in the store and they were asking me yesterday because I had to work. It was such a busy weekend. And they were like, How'd you get the red what eye happened to your eye? Yeah. And I make stuff up. 
Okay, give me. I told Will, our son, when he came over last night, that I had gotten in. They were doing a fundraiser for like the PTA, and moms were boxing. And I think he at first took it seriously. He was like, "So you took one to the eye?" Like, yep. Will's a twenty-four-year-old son. We hadn't talked about this. He's moving to Phoenix. Yes, he is. We can mention. Showed me his apartment. Everything. He's very excited. When's that? Late January, right? Does that still stick? Yes. How's your eye feel right now? As we as we record right now, how's it feel? Um, it feels good. Are you having yeah, a ten caddy kind of day? No. Okay. What kind of caddy? What number caddy day are you having? I'd say about a four. And we need to get that up. We need to get that up. Yes, Bell. we do. We need to get that up, Donna Bell. All right. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. Welcome to this episode. We're about to hit five hundred. I can't believe it. We uh, we launched this podcast. Well, soon be four years ago. It was Jan- early January of twenty twenty. This is pre pandemic. This is before the pandemic hit. We launched this podcast by about three months. Pandemic hit in March. Depending on uh, how you vote, Republican or Democrat, your calendar is going to be different. But um, we were there for the pandemic and, and and lived it in real time. Very transparent, talkative, conversational about how screwed up it was and everything that happened every day. It's hard to imagine, Donna, a life and a world that we lived in during a pandemic when everything was shut down. You couldn't go anywhere. Uh, here we are four years later, and we are approaching episode 500 of this podcast, a top 100 podcast in America. Thanks to you and to uh, for your loyalty and for your support and for downloading new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the App and Podcast Network. We have plans on December 22nd with the lovely Donna. You have two Donnas escorting you out. Myself and Donna from Gallery, we're going to head to the brand new Bourbon Brothers Boot Barn in Gainesville to see Mark Wills, our buddy. I'm checking that date. I think that's right. Uh, well, Donna, so. Donna sent me a text. She's like, hey, what do you think? It seemed like a screen grab of uh, the blurb on the on their website. And I sent her back a text. I said, absolutely, I'm in. I'm in. It'll be yeah, like it's going to be a big time. It'll be a big, uh, be a, a private Christmas party with Mark Wills and few hundred other fans and friends. Yeah. So if you are a pod peep and you want to come out, come out and hang out with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, that place is amazing. That's what's going on in Gainesville. If you haven't been to Gainesville, uh, you need to get down there. We, My company I work for, we have a store. We have an honor reserve store on the square in Gainesville. That's happening in Gainesville. Donna has been a fixture in Gainesville for so many years. First with her dad. And when he was running the business, the Wolfman, and now with herself and her daughter, Marilyn, and some amazing employees like Shane and everybody else out there. So if you haven't been to Gainesville in a while, you should swing through. And if you swing through, you definitely need to stop at Gallery Furniture. Same location for nearly four decades, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Askforthewolfman.com online. Instagram follow is uh, Ask for Wolfman Furniture. Ask for Wolfman Furniture. They have the... Uh, the mothership, as I call it, right there at 1600 Brownsbridge Road. But Donna's got several satellite lots all around Gainesville. Just uh, full of furniture and home accessories. Good stuff. Reasonably priced. Great furniture for every room in your house. Gallery furniture. Gainesville with uh, Donna. And uh, she learned the business from her daddy. Her daddy. Her daddy the Wolfman. And she's still there. Seven days a week, they're open. Gainesville Gallery Furniture. Thank you for your support of this podcast. Uh, Donna from Season 1, Episode 1, S1E1. As we approach the four-year mark, uh, she's still by our side. We love you for that. And if you're grateful, swing by and uh, make sure you thank her for her support of the podcast, Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We also uh, love the support of Fable Ford, simply different, FableFordGA.com. Mobile service, yes, happening now from Fable Ford. They'll come to you wherever you are. Brightmore Hospice and BrightmoreHealthcare.com. T-Mobile, if you pay more than 50 bucks a month for home internet service, you're getting screwed. 
50 bucks a month. That's it. T-Mobile.com and Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. Thank you for supporting the podcast and awesome Alpharetta. Uh, AwesomeAlpharetta.com. You've got things going on, Donna, at Avalon, day in and day out, celebrating the holidays. And uh, we're giving away a trip to Awesome Alpharetta with AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Get details uh, at that website, and we'll talk about it more coming up later in this episode. Cannot wait. Okay, so I'm, I've never heard of this artist, but there's a new artist, new country artist called Noah Kayan. Have you heard of him? I have not. Okay, well, he came out this week and said that in Charlottesville, Virginia, he was on stage and he pooped himself. Okay. Yeah, in front of thousands of people. He said he doesn't think anybody knew. Um, but he said, usually at a lot of my shows, I'm just kind of standing and playing, but I've been kind of jumping around a little bit more to try to improve my stage presence. And I get kind of awkward on stage. And he said it was just one jump too many. And he misjudged, uh, you know what, a toot and midair, he pooped himself. So he, he announces to the crowd. He's announcing this later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said, normally this happens sometimes on stage with artists and that you go back to your dressing room and you change, but he didn't, he didn't have time to do that. So he just kept going. Okay. He says that there are a lot of artists, most artists are just walking around on stage, just tooting away during their sets and just crop dusting people in the front couple of rows. What do you think about this? Um, I, I guess it depends on what kind of venue you're in. Like if it's a smaller intimate venue, maybe that'd be a problem. If you're in an outdoor amphitheater, toot away. Toot I away. guess. But, um, I, you know, at least they're not shitting in their pants, right? Although that does happen. It happened. Listen, yesterday I had a problem at four o'clock. So well, I can sympathize with him. What's his name again? Noah Kayan. But here's the thing. How do you spell the last name? K-A-H-A-N. Here's what it made me think about. Like, what is the craziest thing you've ever seen go down? Because we've seen so many concerts on stage. I can tell you. And it probably shouldn't. But I got got one. You got one? Okay. Uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Well, ours are the same. (laughs) Is that what you're going with? Yeah, go ahead. Should we tell it? Yeah, why not? Oof. All right. New Year's Eve, what year? Think about it. We'll get back to it. 2000. Five? New Year's Eve, the Gwinnett Arena, huge venue, about 12,000, 15,000 seat venue in Gwinnett County, second largest county in Atlanta, the northeast part of town. Um, Big and Richard playing. I forgot who was the support. Um, oh, there were tons of people. I can't remember. That's right, because it was like a five-hour show because it's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, we were um, we were having a great time. We had a we had a driver, if I recall. We had him a ticket. He was running your drinks up, back, up, back, up, back. Well, he... Everybody thought he was our bodyguard, which was just crazy. I was on the bus with Big Kenny, smoking some of Willie Nelson's weed prior to the show. Uh, I got off the bus, had no idea where I was. I swear to God, never been that high in my life. Um, That's a it, statement. It is. No kidding. No kidding, it is. But, but Kenny thought it was hilarious. I didn't know where to go. And I lost you. And I think I called you, and I was just like, I don't know where I am. What do I do? I can't get in the building. Kenny's not my friend anymore. And I just broke down and cried, I'm sure. But um, A lot of crying. So we're on the front row. All night, you're going on the Jumbotron because you're wearing some, just a washcloth, basically, with a a bra hanging out of it. So they love that on the front row. Well, Kenny had just had back. I, I can't believe I'm telling the story. 
Kenny just had back surgery done. Big Kenny. And, and he, was, uh, he was in pain. A lot of pain. If you had back surgery, you know what kind of pain that is. And every now and then, you'd see Big Kenny do a lap around the stage. And he would, he would, he'd be gone for about 30 seconds behind the drum kit at the back of the stage. Well, we can see right through there because we're on the front row. And Kenny is back there just hacking and hawking and carrying on um, while you're on the Jumbotron. Mm. Showing your boobies. Okay, I wasn't showing my boobies. But yeah, he was not well. And he, well, he would just, yeah, he would just come down and just. Throw up, hit, like, hit, hit and run. Hit and run is what he did. Well, not even that, but he would like give these really long hugs, like super long. Like almost lay on top of you and like pull you loiter. down. He'd loiter. Yeah. And you're like, you almost had to kind of like, you didn't want to, but you kind of had to push him off and be like, okay, got to get back up there on stage. Well, so Kenny saw you on the front row and he comes down and leans in and, and, and the stage is really, really high. Not here, not, not, not as high as, as he and I were, uh, but it was a very high stage. So he had to lean down to, to, to give you the, the full embrace. And he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and about fell off the stage. Well, and I think even the, the promoters of the concert were like, let's, let's move on. Let's move on because he loitered. I think it was like a 30 second hug. Yeah. And then he would do another lap and then wind up behind the drum kit and throw up again. But I think that I have heard of artists who have had the flu or haven't been feeling good. Or, I mean, if you think about how much time artists spend on the road and listen, they're not getting like. They're not at the Four Seasons. Uh, this is not the Eagles or the Rolling Stones all the time. So, I mean, they're on tour buses. They're, you know, if you think of all the days that you're not feeling 100% or you, you know, ate something that may have, like, given you a troubled tummy or whatever, and then you've got to get on stage, you know, and you're there for two hours. Yeah. So I have heard of artists before also who have been sick and have gone off stage and gotten sick and come back out and just, I mean, the show must go crazy. On. The show must go on. Yeah. Because they don't want to refund all that money. You know, they, they, no. they lose a lot. Insurance pays for it. They have insurance policies on tours, but insurance is going to pay for it, but it still can cost you a lot in the long run. How about NASCAR drivers who piss on themselves? Oh, it's crazy. When they can't, uh, when they can't stop, they got to go, you know, 500 well, mile race. If you think about it, we all in life get a sick day or two. Maybe it's a mental health day. Maybe, I mean, everybody gets sick. You just do. But we're not like held accountable by hundreds of thousands of people when we're sick. Like if these guys have to take one day off or anything, the rumors start, you know, are they hung over? What did they get into? What did they, I mean, you know, they, sometimes people do have to get sick and get well. I've decided I'm going to talk to a shrink and you sent me a link. I, can we talk about, I want to talk about this, th- these people. How do, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a therapy booking service, I guess. Um, and you pay 75 bucks. How long do you get for 75 bucks? Do you know, do they, do they write prescriptions? Well, it's not 75 bucks an hour. It's probably $250 for an hour, but wow. our copay for the insurance is $75. I see. I see. Okay. So you do, how does this work? Is it like a, is it like a, um, hang on, wait for it. Hang on. Is it like Tinder? Do you swipe no, right and swipe left until it. you find somebody that looks good or you think knows what they're talking about? Or like, do you check their credentials? Who are they? They're freelancers and they just have time on their hands or what? No, I mean, I think this is just, I think this is awesome. I think that one of the hardest things to get to is doctor's appointments of any kind. So it's no different than like telemed. And I think also sometimes like for therapy or anything like that, you're more comfortable in your own surroundings. 
you know, when you walk into someone's office and they've got the couch and the table, you kind of feel like you want to tell them what you want to tell an edited version of what you think that they want to hear is not going to shock them. And they've heard everything. But I think if you're home and you're comfortable in your surroundings, it's easier to talk about what you want to talk about. So, yeah, you you do kind of go through and you can put in some things that you want to talk about if you have trauma, if you have parents issues, if you have, I don't know, whatever, you know. So it can and be then speci- there are people who specialize in different practices. That was my question. So it can be specific to your needs or is there a general therapy category yeah, to check? There is. Box? Yeah, there is. Um, and, you know, do you want a male therapist? Do you want a female therapist? You, you know, all that stuff. So um, I think it's great. And, um, you know, we're lucky that insurance covers it. I, I, I am a big believer that all insurance should be required to cover mental health, because I think that is a huge barrier for people who need help, the cost, who yeah. need help, because it, it is expensive. You know, we've done therapy in different parts. We've done um, therapy, you know, through the years with Will when we were going through all the divorce stuff. Um, I've, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I don't think you have to do it throughout your entire life. I've picked it up and stopped at times. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word therapy, kind of roll their eyes and think, hey, boy, you just an opportunity to talk about yourself or whatever. I think it's really important sometimes to get out of your head and have someone completely unbiased listen and help you. And, and I think what people do is after they start talking, they're like, I know I'm, I'm wrong. It, it's not about, therapy is not about pointing out whether you're wrong right, or right. right yeah. It's about giving you tools and trying to figure out why you react the way you do, why you're triggered by things, why you're, you know, the mind is a, an amazing thing and it holds a lot. And I do think that, you know, if you've never tried therapy and you're one of those people who's like, I think I do need to talk to someone because I think the two people that I'm talking to are sick of hearing about it. Um, I think it's a good thing to give it a try. And But I, I totally understand that finances can keep you from doing it at certain points, you know. Well, I appreciate your insurance. I'm grateful that you have insurance. Yeah. Because we certainly don't have it at uh, the big old fat hairy bear. Yeah, I'm happy to provide that. Well, I appreciate that. So uh, my first uh, session sometime this week, and yeah, I'll give you an update uh, if you can. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, and it takes here. a while. I'll also say finding a therapist is like finding a, you know, someone to date or a spouse. It Just because the first one, and this is really important, just because the first person doesn't take, it's not a match, it doesn't mean therapy is not a match. You really do have to find someone. And I think you're not looking for someone just like you don't want to friend someone who's going to just be like, you're great. I agree with you. You weren't wrong. They were wrong. You don't want that. You want someone who's really going to kind of challenge you, ask you thoughtful questions, be empathetic. But I think it takes a little bit of time. So if it doesn't take with the first one, I don't want you doing that thing you always do, which is throw in the towel. I right. Want you to well, keep going. Okay. I'll do that now. How many, how many, you know, will spins do I get until I have to select somebody? How many test runs do I get? Or you pay it's for those too, I guess. Want. Yeah, as many as you want. So there's not like a trial period, you get five minutes? No. You know, like speed dating? You'd be like, this ain't going to work. Yeah. The, I'll say, this, okay, can I, this is going to be funny. Of course. You're not going to appreciate this. Go it's going to be funny. Yeah. It'll be like, hello, sir. And then you like say, and you're like, well, tell me, you know, 
this is not how they do it if you're listening, but right. like, tell me something that you're having a challenge with and you troll out one story and they're like, wow, you really reacted that way? And you'd be like, this ain't going to work. Bye. All right. That's a reenactment from Donna. <laughs> a reenactment from Donna in real Actually, time. go like this. I don't have time for this today. Bye. Okay. That's another reenactment from Donna. <laughs> However, over Actually, the top. here we go again. Okay. I got a third one. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not dealing with this. And then there's no bye. You just hear. Eh. All right. There's a third, re- a record third reenactment from Donna <laughs> of my uh, my departure from unpleasant conversations. That's called a, um, what do they person call it? An the Irish phone. goodbye. Is that what it's called? When you just disappear. Okay. Don't say goodbye to anybody. Just, and they're like, where is that man that came with that woman? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my thing. Um, you never, you never say goodbye. That's not something. You never say goodbye. You, you no, know, you want people to wonder. You want people to wonder. You want people well, to say we're wondering. He was yeah. so much fun. Why did he leave? Where'd he go? Is he gone? Yeah. Will's wondering. Back? Yep. We're wondering. All right. That's it. That's it. I'll give you an update on therapy. Uh, not next episode, but sometime next week. If uh, if it goes well, if not, uh, you know, I'm never going to talk. Just, if not, give well. us an update also. Doug, well, we're not going to talk about it, you know? Well, that's your private time. You, you use that. Well, it is. It is. And I'll keep it to myself. Um, let's see here. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios. Mitchell gives production assistance for the podcast, also the radio show. Monday through Friday, 5.30 till 10 a.m. Eastern. Atlanta's The Bear 92.5's Cadillac and Donna Mornings. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second. Act proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. 